0: Mm -hmm. Hello Mm -hmm. Hi Mike What's up y'all Hi Mike How you been? I'm good man, how you doing homie?
1: Good, good, good Uh, I feel like it's every time it's like a Cool, end of the week Good, we're good (laughs) And this is for everyone who's out there at the beginning of the week So what's up, what's up
0: What is today anyway? Today's the 25th yeah. It's the day after Pie and Beer Day.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, so I uh, was told that, and I barely learned it, as you say, recently. Like even to, though to I've call, lived in Utah, to
0: the, call it Pie and Beer Day or what yeah, Pioneer Day is.
1: No, to call it Pie and Beer oh, Day. Okay. Where did that come from? Pie and beer day? Yeah. Or is it just because it rhymes with it?
0: Well, it's partially because it rhymes and partially because most of us that left the church are like, hey, what can we do to say fuck you to the church? So we invented pie and beer day. It's an atheist thing. Really? Legitimately. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, mo- the most people that I hear that use it are, are, are atheists or people that were former members of the church. So normal ones aren't going to want it, right? Like. What do you mean? active members they don't like hearing that well i mean active members don't like to hear a lot of shit but you know fucking whatever <laughs> i love it, you just like all of it just nope they don't Bro, like to hear you, shit. you you heard the clip i was just playing well yeah, yeah, yeah. you heard that that gordon b Heakley talking about black people and he was like nah it's fine that was in the past don't worry about it it was in the past they don't want to hear that shit. they don't they don't want to hear that shit. Well,
1: what do you think's going to help them get over it though either talking about it and getting over it or just dusting it under the rug still again like just
0: like, what's helping the LDS people get over, like, the fact that they were racist until 1978 and black people weren't allowed to hold the priesthood? Well, anything. No, you just don't talk about and it. And not even just no, LDS, you just, yes, you just, like everybody. You just don't talk about it. It's religion. He's like, no, hey, that, that, was, that was the last dude. I don't, that What wasn't me. <laughs> That's how they get rid of it? Yeah. It's the same thing with politics. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, that was Bush. It was It was Reagan. It was Kennedy. It was just, you blame it on the dude before you. Yeah. Keep pushing forward, and as long as the people keep giving you your money, it's fine. What it would be like to be a politician? you, Jesus, I would require some sort of moral system that I apparently don't fucking have to be that much of a shit. Is it even a moral system? No, I think it's an amoral system. Okay. Not, not a moral system, but an a- amoral system. Amoral system. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just (laughs) like your your moral system is amoral. I would hope a lot
1: of folks right now have seen or will come across seeing that video that Neil deGrasse Tyson did. I was when that happened, when I saw that shit. The one with Ben Shapiro that that I shared? I had to to, to comment on that.
0: It's not. I I fucking love Neil deGrasse Tyson.
1: And it's not the fact that he's sitting there attacking him personally. He's just asking
0: him like, so what's the outcome? Like, what's going to well, make you feel better? And that's the thing, this? is when he starts that, he's like, what's the point of it? Mm-hmm. Like, like, right the, when he starts. That's the first thing he asks <laughs> me. He's like, what's your agenda here with this discussion? <clears throat> like, what what are you trying to push? What do you want to get out of this? And that's, honestly, I saw another video that I didn't share that's, uh, it's like talking about, like, racism or, you know, the LGBTQ rights or something like that when somebody's attacking you about it. Mm. And it's, it's called uh, The Reverse Question. So... When somebody gets, you know, oh, well, you know, if you like this and you like that, then why, why, why it was this and why isn't it that and blah, 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 blah. And nine times out of 10, if you look back at him and say, okay, I get that you have some sort of problem with it, mm-hmm. but why? Just that one question. Why? Can you explain to me why? Mm hmm nine times out of ten will set that person back on their heels because they can't give you a legitimate explanation. There's like, oh, I just, well, I fucking, I, there was a dude that lived down the street, and he looked like, I, he said my sister was hot, and he was black, and I was like, I bet you he's got a big dick. No, nah, I don't like him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. there, there's nine times out of ten for racism or homophobia or anything like that, there's never an actual concrete thing.
1: It's basically how...
0: It's what they've been indoctrinated to.
1: Yeah,
0: Racism isn't... It's not. It's not. It's it's taught. Yeah, you're not born with it. You're taught it. Yeah. It's the same thing as being indoctrinated into a religion. You're not born LDS. Yeah. You're indoctrinated into the LDS. You're not born Catholic. You're born into a Catholic family, Mm -hmm. but you are then indoctrinated into that. I think it's more shitty for Catholics like that you you're born well every, <laughs> yeah, that's part of the indoctrination though is and that's the same thing with like the lds religion and stuff like that is you're born at most of it most religions are you are born into sin mm-hmm. you are born and you're dirty and filthy and blah you got a tone for all your sins like, like as soon as you're born as, yeah you're as soon already, as you come out the womb bitch yeah. you
1: evil yeah yeah i i've never understood that
0: either like well it's part of the indoctrination that's, that's how they get it. it oh, is, yeah, because they got to sell you hell. Yeah, well, they, ha- they have to sell to you that you have to do something <clears throat> to be worthy of them. Oh, you, so ha- you actually have to come up with like a redemption. Yes. Oh, shit. In, in order for you to not be a sinner and to be holy like me, you have to do this and this and pay this and do this and pray to that guy and worship this guy and dress this way and do that thing. And then you'll start to atone for your natural sins. That you were
1: born with, that you had no conscious You you were just,
0: you're just born evil. And if we don't teach you the right ways, you will be evil. Indoctrination from the get-go. Yep. I just. That is, that is the key to religion. That is our weaponized mechanism tool. So the ones that just get out of it. The, yeah. The, the, the ones the ones that get out of it finally realize what's being done to them, how they're being manipulated. Mm-hmm. That's usually when you were like, OK, wait a minute. When, when you get to the point where you're starting to ask, ask questions and people won't give you answers. And the more questions you ask, the matter they get at you. Mm-hmm. You start to realize that you're breaking the indoctrination and they don't fucking like that. And at some point in time, you have to walk away from you're like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm not dealing with this anymore because you can't answer any questions without some bullshit lie. Because finally, I am seeing through your smoke screen. As soon as you can see the man behind the curtain, you're not buying the bullshit anymore. Mm -hmm. As soon as you can see that there's a trap door in that hat where the rabbit is, you know, the fucking trick. And at that point in time, you walk the fuck away and they don't want to talk to you anymore. They don't want anybody else to talk to you. That's why like the Jehovah's Witnesses, like that one, that documentary that I set you. Mm -hmm. That's why if you leave that, your family doesn't talk to you. Everybody shuns you. So you think that's like a requirement for them now? Like you do not speak to ex members because that's even drawing you. In in the Jehovah's Witness thing, that is 100% a thing. Your family doesn't talk to you. Your friends don't talk to you. As soon as you leave that religion, you are Outcast, and they do not talk to you ever again, and, unless they unless you decide to re- atone and come back, or unless somebody in your family is like, okay, this fuck stupid. Is this available? Can they come back? I know, like LDS people
1: in Catholic, you can,
0: can. you can. Okay. It's it's a whole big fucking thing. But here's the thing: I don't know anybody that's been excommunicated or left a religion, like wholeheartedly left. Like I've seen some people that just stopped going. Yeah. And then went back. But I haven't seen anybody that's, like, legitimately, like, because the Jehovah's Witness, like, that's a whole process. Like, there's interviews and fucking a trial and blah, 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 and then you're thrown out. Excommunication from the LDS church is a whole fucking thing, too. Unregistering yourself from the LDS church is a whole fucking fiasco. There's paperwork and all that shit. I've yet to see anybody that's done that that ever went back. Because if they just do that, they're just. Because you have your records completely pulled and expunged from the church. Yeah. And at no point in time have I ever seen anybody go through that much and then be like, oh, no, no, you know what, you're, you're wrong. I, Jesus was right. I should give you 10% of everything and fucking go back. Because by the time you you go and you file and you get excommunicated and you pull your records and stuff like that, at that point in time, you've probably been out of the church for 10 or 12 years already and done all your research. Mm-hmm. But now by that time, you're kind of like me and didn't realize how mad you were at the church sometimes. Because I can tell you right now, last night while I was sitting at home, my brain went, oh, it's Pioneer Day. Yeah. And my brain went, Porter Rockwell. (laughs) And my brain went, oh, fucking Porter Rockwell. Because I love Porter Rockwell. Mm -hmm. The reason I love Porter Rockwell so much is because he is one of the biggest chinks in the armor of the LDS church that they will never fully tell you about. Because it's directly related to Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Okay, and they will never ever tell you about it. They will tell you that he he was he was the governed. He he was the the what was the the redeeming angel. He he was the one that protected the Mormons when when the Indians and the savages came. They won't tell you that he was born sometime in either eighteen thirteen and eighteen fifteen. Didn't meet Joseph Smith until eighteen thirty. When he met Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith was about sixteen years old. About the same time he started forming the church, Porter Rockwell was a fighter. Enjoyed it. He was a loud mouth, cussing, drinking, gun carrying motherfucker. Okay. So he helped Joseph do his side jobs and stuff like that. So he could help print the original prints of Book of Mormon. He was then baptized by Joseph Smith to be a member of the LDS church. He yeah. was also then appointed by Joseph Smith to be his personal bodyguard at about the age of 20 some odd years old.
1: When Joseph or was Porter
0: or they were both about, They're the, same about the same age.
1: Okay. So yeah. about 20 years old. Yeah,
0: Cause yeah, about the same, you know, same age. Um, Skip down the road a few years. Um, Porter Rockwell is Joseph Smith's personal security guard. Hmm. One of many. Because Joseph Smith, basically by the state of Illinois, had been labeled what we would reference to now as a domestic terrorist. Okay. Because of the hate and insight that he has and and the people that he's, the cult status he has. Think of like David Koresh. David Koresh, Joseph Smith, same kind of thing. Hmm. Um, At one point in time, Joseph Smith offers a $500 reward for. If, if anybody can kill the governor of the state, mm-hmm. who issued that the bounty the, the the Mor- on him, that the, the Mormons should be treated like enemies of the state, mm-hmm. so Joseph Smith, in return, says, "I will pay five hundred dollars to anybody who can kill him." Now there is an attempt on his life, but there's never anything proven. A couple of years later, uh, Porter Rockwell is imprisoned for that attempted murder because he gets drunk and talks to one of the guys and says, "Yeah." From my window, I shot at him. I wounded him, but I didn't kill him. That's my only regret is that I didn't kill that son of a bitch. His words. Yep. Confesses to it, so they put him in jail. But there's never enough evidence to actually tie him to it. So a couple months later, he gets released from jail. At this point in time, the Mormons have already left Illinois. So Porter Rockwell, again, now long-haired, scruffy, meets up with Joseph Smith again. Who Joseph Smith doesn't instantly recognize him because Porter has long hair and he's a bit of a drunkard. Okay. So when he does finally realize who it is, and he's like, oh, hey, man, you know how you doing? And brings it back into the fold and and looks dead in the eye of Porter Rockwell. And I can give you the exact quote here, actually. Um, Oren Porter Rockwell, so long as ye shall remain loyal and true to thy faith, ye need fear no man, cut not thy hair, and no bullet nor blade can harm thee. Tells this. To Porter Rockwell. Joseph Smith does. Joseph Smith does. Okay. So Porter Rockwell is now consen- convinced that as long as he has the faith in God, no bullet or knife can ever harm him. Ever. Don't cut your hair. Believe in God. So, but he had to have, have long hair and stuff. like. Yeah, he's, he's already had it. <clears throat> At one point in time, there's only one other time that they ever mentioned that he cuts his hair, and it's because he cuts his hair and donates it to make a wig for somebody in the church who has leukemia. Okay. Other than that, he never cuts his hair again. Porter did. Porter. Okay. Down past his down past his shoulders. Okay. Now, as it goes on, um, Porter uh, takes on some other things working for the church and goes to I believe he goes to California. Um, heads this way, as some of the other church members do, and they they're kind of spreading. He's out doing things. Now, during that point in time, um, Joseph Smith basically incites a riot. To go and burn down a printing uh, press that is speaking ill of the church. So Joseph Smith rounds up a bunch of people, and they go and burn this down. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the point in time where in the LDS history, they will tell you that a mob attacked the Mormons and sought them out for trial and took them unfairly to a courthouse, which is what happened. They were arrested and taken to a courthouse. Was it unfairly? No. Was it unjustified? Fuck no. Now, the people that were holding them out in the courthouse were not exactly huge fans of the LDS Church. The guards didn't really like them. So, at that point in time, a anti-Mormon mob shows up at the courthouse, rushes the jail, kills Joseph and Hiram Smith. Done. Kills them right there on the spot. And that's where Joseph. Smith that's died. where Joseph Smith and Hiram Smith died. Now, at this point in time, uh, Porter Rockwell still truly devoutly faithful. To the LDS Church joins up with the Mormon pioneers, which is what Pioneer Day is. So when the pioneers finally reach Utah, Brigham Young says this is the place. Blah 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 blah. They up there by the uh, mm -hmm. yeah up there by the by Hogle's. They establish they establish Utah and start to you know work and feed and and build Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Now about 1847, I believe 1847 to 1850 something. Porter Rockwell is technically the sheriff of Salt Lake City. 1857? 1843 to
1: 1857
0: or something like Somewhere that. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. Um, in, in that timeline, he's, he's, he's the sheriff of Salt Lake City. He's also working directly for Brigham Young to protect the Mormons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, at this point in time, they also have formed the Mormon militia to protect themselves from savages, Indians, mm-hmm. and what they won't tell you is the U.S. government. Because at this point in time, we were not a state. Yeah, Utah wasn't. Utah was not a state. Utah didn't want to be a state. Why? Because federally and most of the states had outlawed polygamy, which was what the foundation of Mormonism at that point in time was built on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think Porter Rockwell at that point in time had four wives, ends up with 14 different children from four different wives. Brigham Young has 20 some kid wives with mm-hmm. God knows how many kids. So, therefore, every time the state wants to show up and try and, you know, statehood or something like that, they don't want it. Why? Because polygamy, blah, 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 blah. So, there are wagon trains that are coming across the country to go to, through Utah to California that are associated with the government. There is multiple times where there are complete wagon trains, whole wagon trains, men, women, children, completely wiped out and blamed on Indians. Out of those multiple raids, only two of them are ever proven to actually have been done by Indians. The other ones are more than likely done by the LDS church. Entire families and wagon trains wiped out because Brigham said, fucking kill him. On multiple occasions, by the time he dies, Porter Rockwell has killed over 100 people. By himself.
1: Just because he had the get go. Just because he
0: could. Okay. Because he because Brigham Smith told him he could, and because Joseph Smith had him so hopped up on heretic bullshit that a gun or a blade couldn't kill him. Mm-hmm. Now in the long run, there are tales that say at one point in time he stood on face off on Main Street in Salt Lake against five other men, and those five men fired rounds at him, emptied their clips until they were gone, and Porter Rockwell never drew his gun. Now when he did draw his gun, he flew his he threw his coat back and steel balls that they shot at him apparently fell from his coat to the ground. There is never on his autopsy or anything like that, there is never any bullet holes on Porter Rockwell. Porter Rockwell ends up dying from a heart attack. Okay. So technically, Joseph Smith's right. There's multiple accounts of him being shot at repeatedly by groups of people and never being hit. And then he draws his gun and wipes out everybody. Now, whether it's fanatical heritism that has built those tales, or whether it's actually something that happened, has never been something that's ever been proved. Now, the other point of this is what the LDS Church won't tell you is kind of what that interview that we were talking about with Hinckley right there mm-hmm. is that if you go down to the monument down there that has Joseph Smith and Brigham Young and all those guys on it on the back, there's a plaque, and on the back of that plaque it lists members of the pioneers. What else it it also will uh, mention? On this plaque. Is colored servants. Oh, shit. Yeah. Colored servants is the PC way for the church to say, these are the slaves we brought with us. Now. And that's still on that. That's plaque still right now. on the plaque right now. Green, uh, green flake on there at one point in time, um. Uh, is a is belongs to a convert to the Mormon church that came with the Utah Pioneers. Mm. There's multiple slaves that are brought that are documented. Um Greenflake is one of the ones that gets documented because apparently whoever he came with was a little bit higher up in the rankings of more important. So and and here's why you know it's not a servant, it's a fucking slave. <laughs> because there is documentation that after the guy that converted to the church that brought that slave with him, that brought Green Flake with him, when he dies, his wife donates him to the church. Who, Green Flake's Green, wife? No, 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 no. Green Flake is the slave. Okay, so the so So he, he's brought by a, a, a couple who are converted to the church. When they get there, Green Flake's master's, the the, the husband dies. The wife then donates Green Flake, the slave, to the church. Oh, donates him to the church just like here you go you can have him yeah okay yeah porter porter rockwell basically I, I think he ends up dying in a heart attack at about the age of 67 body count of 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 official body count of about 100 people at points in time actually i think they're shooting a movie about him right now that I'm very interested to see because I want to see how they fucking clean up his image in this. Uh, like, because it's an LDS made movie.
1: Okay, so it's an LDS made yeah. movie, but it's going to be, yeah. No. Yeah, it's oh, an LDS made want, movie. Yeah. You want to see how so much I, they. I want
0: to watch this and go, oh, isn't that fucking cute? Yeah, that's fucking cute. Because there there's stories towards the end of his life, he's sitting in a bar in Salt Lake, pissed drunk screaming and yelling and raving about shit just Mm -hmm. just cussing motherfuckers out and this dude they're like this 23 year old 24 year old kid walks into the bar midday and fires rounds at porter rockwell and fucking misses him and starts to run because porter rockwell in a drunken stupor just laughs at him like maniacally laughs at this fucking kid who just blinked off 12 rounds and missed him Mm -hmm. so as the kid runs out in the street drunk ass Porter Rockwell grabs his guns and steps outside and does what happens to every cowboy in a cheesy comedy movie. He does exactly what Biff Tannen does to Marty McFly. He shoots at his feet and makes this fucking kid dance in the middle of the road until he's out of fucking ammo. And then he picks this kid up by his collar and shakes the shit out of him and says, if I didn't know who your real father was, you'd be dead already. And knocks him out and walks back into the bar and starts to drink. That's fucking Porter Rockwell. The ones that the people of the church will champion as their hero, as the protector. was a drunk vigilante appointed by Joseph Smith and Brigham Young to simply murder whoever the fuck they thought didn't agree with them.
1: Damn. Yeah. And and you like, I mean, you like
0: this guy or this guy popped up in your head? Why? Well, that's who my, both my German Shepherds were named after. Rockwell. Rockwell is after Porter Rockwell. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Okay. Because my dogs didn't care. If I said kill, they went. No questions. No nothing. That's what my dogs were trained for. If I said rip his nose off, your dog, my dog would go for your fucking face. Damn. Yeah. No questions. No quarrel do what I say because I told you to Porter fucking Rockwell. So you know way, get away. It's still a good positive. Like you, yeah, you, you it's, it's one of those, it's, he's one of the reasons, he's one of the first things that I really like. I never questioned like the book of Mormon and shit. Like later on, I questioned like very easily, but he was one of the first things that historically I could question about the church. Mm-hmm. Like there was historical evidence that I could trace back, that I could look at, that was this and that, and facts and this, and I could cross-check this and records for this and public records for that and blah, 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 that you could actually historically contrast what mm-hmm. I was being taught. So it was it was my first big chink in the armor of the LDS religion to go, oh, okay, that's not actually how that worked. I mean, technically, there was a point in time where, did they call the Mormon War, where we legitimately fought. The Mormon militia fought the U.S. government. Oh shit! To try and keep the U.S. government from taking, from making this a state and taking over the territory, like it lasted a couple of years. It was a legitimate fucking war. It's called the Mormon War. You can look it up. Oh hell yeah! Okay. Yeah, which heavily revolves around Brigham Young, Porter Rockwell. Um, I think during that point in time, that's one of the one of the times where you actually see uh, the wagon trains being taken care of and and burned to the ground. August
1: 6 thirty eight to November first, eighteen thirty-eight. So it was a like a three month war. Yeah. September, October, November. Yeah. yeah. Like barely under a three month yep. war. Also known as the Missouri Mormon War. Mormon War was a conflict between the Mormons and non Mormons in Missouri from August to November eighteen thirty eight. First of the three Mormon wars. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> tensions built up between the rapidly growing Mormon community and the earlier settlers for a number of reasons. And Mormons believe after revelation record on June 6, 1831, that they were righteous and that they would inherit the land by others, which the land is now of your enemies in
0: Missouri. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's the, that's the first one on record. So that's, that's a point in time where Joseph Smith gets branded as a terrorist basically. And then it's where they put the hit on him, and that goes from there. And then there's
1: multiple. So this one was in That's, Missouri. Yeah. Nauvoo.
0: Yep. Nauvoo, Illinois, is which is where the church is founded.
1: Or resettled in. So yeah, as a result, Missourian victory, Mormons expelled from Missouri and resettled in Nauvoo, Illinois. And Nauvoo is like the farthest, or not necessarily, well, Missouri is probably farther. Like If
0: you go by certain people's dictation of the church, Nauvoo is where the Garden of Eden was. And then I've been told that it's in Missouri.
1: And Missouri's not even yeah. Yep. So now
0: that there's now
1: there's two answers. Yep. Wow. See this is and this is why I questioned like God from being very young. Cause it was like, okay, wait a minute. You 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 shall have no gods before me, but yet I'm the only God. Like, do, do you do not hear that? Like basically you're telling me there's no other God, but then you're acknowledging and saying you should have no other God before me. So you're saying there is other gods, which one isn't, you know, and just all these denominations of Christianity is the biggest thing. When I saw all of it and then I thought, okay, why are these Catholics getting mad at these Methodists and why are these Presbyterians getting mad at these Pentecostals and they're all Christ?
0: Because everybody wants to be Jordan. Nobody wants to be Pippin. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I was like... Nobody wants to be John Saxon. We all want to be Michael Jordan. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I just... At that point, bro, I start. That's when I started questioning. I was just... Are you kidding me? Like, just the... What, as what they call the blasphemy that, you know, people would say... I thought, no. If this is real, no. Yeah. No. So... Well, yeah,
0: man, shit. At least, I, I do like learning about history. And well, and I, that's kind of part of what it was. I was like, oh, shit, buying beer day. And then I went, oh, shit, well, he's got all kinds of questions about the LDS church. This is a good place for him to start on a historical version of it. Because this is all documented shit that you can look at with the timeline of the church. Yes.
1: Yes. And so what do you think of that book
0: that I let you borrow at one time, The Mormons? I fucking love that book. And I swear to God, some of the stories in there are fucking people that I know. <laughs> Like, I have no doubt. I'm like, oh, that's that's fucking got to be it. Yeah. Like dead on. I
1: I love learning history. I And I know sometimes a lot of people don't like it the way it's, you know, pronounced in that certain area. Ser- no, no, he wasn't a killer. He 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 was a holy man. You know, like people would fudge the story or whatnot. But it's like,
0: well, you can't you you have to you have to wash your religious history. Well, yeah. the, the religion has to. I think you, you can't you can't be a holier than thou religion and be like yeah we had a homicidal making um you know murderer working for us for you know sixty fucking years you we, you've got to paint him into an evangelical hero Well yeah you can't be like I, oh no we had Leatherface just killing motherfuckers in the Salt Lake Valley for forty years yeah he was our fucking homie yeah you can't no Mm-mm, no yeah no, you don't you don't get to do that you got to whitewash that shit so he looks good because trust me if have you, have you ever see like an actual picture of Porter Rockwell oh. Really? Oh yeah. It's, yeah. That that whole that how we were talking last week, like that crazy eye look. Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll yeah. Puerto Rico got a little bit of that. Just just kinda got that that spacey, wow, shoot you right
1: fucking down. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so who else? Who else like in history, even in the Mormon history, like do you actually like not necessarily have an infatuation for, but that's actually something you've learned more from. I mean, that, that Rockwell story to me, that's, that's a cool, I know he's an asshole. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm not trying to stir up anything here, but I know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not like I hold the dude at a a high, like I'm not like, Oh, you're a fucking fantastic. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking psycho. Yeah. But you were a God appointed fucking psycho according to these two motherfuckers. Yeah. Like that's some shit. That at the age of fucking 20, you're baptized by the fucking dude who's just invented a new religion. And who's now like, it's basically, he turns into fucking Jack Nicholson from fucking Batman the first one. He's like, Bob, you, I'm a number one man. (laughs) It's basically what Joseph Smith does to this motherfucker. And he's like, it's right, can't fucking kill me. I'm Samson, don't cut my hair. Fuck y'all. And just kills 100 people in his fucking lifetime. And then dies of a heart attack after he has four wives and 14 children. And kills people from Illinois and Missouri all the way to fucking Salt Lake. So he, so he made it to Utah? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. So what, was Joseph Smith the only Mormon that didn't make it to... Mor- to? No, there Utah? was a lot of
0: them that didn't make it. There was a lot of them, like, in Nauvoo and shit like that. that got fucking wrecked.
1: But who do they still hold up to that high standard, though? Well, it doesn't matter because they weren't prophets. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. Brigham Young, wasn't he? Yeah. And then who was he?
0: Brigham Young... Dude, if you're trying to, Hiram, Hiram was his brother, Hiram Smith. Okay, Hiram Smith, who died. In but then the, they in were jail. all prophets, right? Well, like, Hiram wasn't. Okay, Hiram was just Joseph Smith's brother. And then Brigham Brigham Young, and then he the, was a prophet. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then there did there, there's prophets like there's presidents. It's the same fucking thing. So who would you officially appoint as
1: like? No, no, no. This is who is. The leader of the Mormon Church, basically, not right now living, just in general. Like, would you would you put Brigham Young there, or would you put Joseph Smith? Because yeah, obviously Joseph Smith, you know, like, hey,
0: this is the name jo- of it. Joseph Smith came up with the game plan. Brigham Young executed it. Okay, it's 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 coach and assistant coach.
1: I just don't get how they give him credit, just where he did not make
0: it to Utah. That's just because 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 he's the one that talked to God. Yeah. At the age of 16, he's the one that talked to God and found the plates and translated them with the special glasses and printed all the books and lost some pages because his wife fucking stole them and did all this shit between the ages of like 16 and 19 and built an entire fucking church and convinced everybody of this. What nobody tells you about is all the fuckery the years before. Yeah, before he w- Because all all of the fucking panhandling, all of the grifting, all the fighting, all the drinking and whoring that he does in this time. Nobody mentions that because he's too busy talking to God and translating the written word to do any of that shit. So we're just gonna leave that to fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much how that goes.
1: Okay. I just I had a weird epiphany right now when you were talking about that shit, where you said like he was sixteen and blah blah blah. blah. Okay, wait a minute. We have been sixteen year olds. Huh? We now know this long living in life what a sixteen year old's fucking mentality is. Right now, yeah.
0: With when when we have access to the internet. When we, other yeah, shit. when we yeah. have
1: everything. Yep and there and people want to believe a, a religion created by somebody at that age at that time in life yep wow i mean i would say the hardest thing that came to me was just accepting death and it wasn't even just like oh my god what am i going to do no it was more like Am I going to know how to breathe if it is something like I I was? I was under the impression of some weird logical questions, but I was like, the biggest thing that got me over it. Which I hope if anybody's listening out there, they you know wonder what helped me. What helped me was is that you know what? I'm sorry, I'm not special. Yeah. There's not I'm not the fucking one special person on this earth that's going to be able to outlive and not die. And no, everybody has died up to this point. A hundred years from now, everybody <laughs> who's living right now will be dead. Yeah. And it's just the whole. Oh, I'm just I'm not the special one. Cool. And I accepted it. So cool. Am, am I going to know when it happens? Probably not.
0: Because <laughs> <Well>, look, <laughs> unless you unless you're like. Johnny, 35% robot over there, (laughs) unless you get brought back, you don't know that you died. You don't. Yeah, you go, you go black, you're just like night night, and then I'm out. Yeah. You just don't come back. It's not like you were, oh shit, I died. That's the bullshit. It's like we keep telling people, you won't be, you won't know if you're the first motherfucker that dies in the shop. We'll all know you fucking won't. Yeah. (laughs) It's just how it is. And and here's the other part of this is is I left the church when I was 16. Yes. And the reason that I I could do this and then when I left when I was 16, that my parents didn't have a confident argument with me is because when I looked at him and said, I'm 16, Joseph Smith left the church that he was part of and started to question whether there was any true religion on earth at the age of 16. Now, if it's good enough for the prophet to start questioning religion at the age of 16... Shouldn't I be allowed to do the same thing?
1: And, your and at that point in
0: time, my parents went, well, all right, you're fucking fine.
1: Do your thing. And to give props, your
0: dad bought you your first tattoo my, machine. My, my father, my mother, and my brother all shipped in and bought me my first tattoo machines. So, yeah. yeah. While, while my dad was the second counselor of the bishopric in our ward. And this was after you told him that you were- Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like two or three years after I had left, I had basically just left the church. So that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like how- it's not hard. Well, look, if if you want to use religion as a weapon, it's really easy to use religion as a weapon. It is far easier to use religion as a weapon than it is for most people to use it as something that's actually positive in their life. Because a lot of the people get that positivity, weaponized, and don't realize it. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Positive side. Cynthia Zoltz. She is. Dude, she's the only one I've ever come across, really. Yeah. Well, then, I guess you can say in the LDS religion, but even in the just Catholic, or I don't even know if she was claiming Catholic. I think it was just Christian. But that girl that I worked with out at Wayfair, like, mm. I asked her one day, is like, because she had that big ass King yeah, James had the, Bible. Had the quad, yeah. He had, like, like a... All oh, the sticky notes. And yeah, stuff everything like what she wanted to know. And I asked her. I was like, "Do you ever have you ever read the whole thing?" She goes, "Oh yeah, many times." Like what? Like yeah, yeah. I've literally read it like many times, and I'm like, "And you still believe in it?" She's like, "Yeah," and I thought,
0: "Okay." Like I, I I know lots of people that read it yearly, yeah, multiple times a year, and they they every time they're like, "Oh, I just every time I read it, I find something more." I'm like, "Okay, I'm good
1: for you." I found enough in the first five fucking chapters. <laughs> yeah. The story about Lot and his daughters, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Well, we don't teach this the Old Testament. And like and then I hated that argument because it was like it was like it's the Old Testament okay well this is the New Testament well, we did okay well Jesus never said anything about gay people Well, yeah well, no he, well he
0: did in the Old Testament no no we didn't, no, he, didn't, he, didn't. Talk, he wasn't in the Old Testament well, well, no, he was, none, none of the you know I and mean? n- none of the gay shit popped up until the translation of the King's James Bible in like the 50s exactly that's when it started popping up. the same time that one nation under God appeared in the fucking Pledge of Allegiance mm-hmm. it when was, when re- when' Religion was weaponized by the U.S. government. And they were like, let's take this. Let's take it. And, and I don't know.
1: People still want to claim that it's a Christian nation. I Show me the proof.
0: We were never, ever founded... By anything close to Christianity.
1: I know the founding fathers were assholes, but they were not religious. Fuck uh, no. So I wish people would know that. Mm-mm. I wish people would understand that. And if they, if anybody wants to argue with it right now, saying like, no, no, we're founded on a Christian. Cool. Founded on a Christian
0: nation? Show me. You you, you, show, you show me, me one bo- boat full of people that came from England in that time period that were Christians. What? Which Christian? Two. We're talking about all the denominations, <laughs> yeah. which fucking yeah, Christians choose, choose, choose Christians, a big old fucking category. <laughs> choose one.
1: Yeah. I just, I, I felt like a better person walking away from it. Finally, just cause it's like, I found more integrity. I found more value to life as in myself. I,
0: I just felt that I no longer had pressure to live up to somebody else's standards. Yeah, I got to be me and express myself honestly and be a good person because I wanted to be a good person, not because if I didn't when I died, fucking I was going to go before Judge Joe Brown. and He's like, you was a dick. Go to hell like I didn't. I, I'm a good person because I want to be a good person. I don't rape and pillage and plunder because I don't want to rape and pillage and plunder. If If you have to have religion to tell you not to do those things, you're a shitty person. Regardless of it, if the only reason you're not doing it is because God's because your God has chosen to tell you rape is wrong, killing is wrong. If that's the only reason you don't rape and kill is because the big invisible voice in the sky is telling you not to, you're fucked up. Mm -hmm. If, If you're just not doing it because why would I do that to somebody else? Why would I rape them? Why would I kill them? Why would I? Why? And even at that moment, they already are questioning it. Yeah. Just just keep going with the questions. Keep going. I've never had the urge to just go, yeah, no, I'm going to kill that whole family. Yeah. No, it it doesn't fucking happen. I mean, now, granted, in a video game, yeah, sure, I'm wiping out this whole fucking town. But it's because it's a fucking video game. They they allow it. Yeah. it's, It's because in Fable 3, you can just be a shitty deity and just fucking wipe out tons of Good, great. I get that urge out, and I'm like, cool. It's what it's like. And even in the video games, I'm still like, all right, man, I can't. The kid's like four. Like, oh, okay. But now nah, the whole town's dead, so you're going to end up dead anyway. So I should kill you now. But never as an actual person, I walking down the street, be like, I could rape her. Yep. No, it's no. It's not even moral. No, it's it's not a thing. It doesn't cross my path, and never once have I been like. Well, no, I do it, but God said no. No, even never, that. Never once have... I never did that about fucking like smoking. I didn't quit smoking because like what well, Jesus wouldn't want me to. Nope, not once, not ever have I have I have ever not done something because I thought God would be mad at me for it. Even when you were believing. Even when I was in the religion, I was still like, eh. I'm.
1: See, I used to think that. That's how I was. I was a big one. Is like, oh my God. that's... I better not say
0: this. I better not think this. Oh, dude, I fucking. I will tell you right now, at the age of eight, when I got baptized and everything like that, I just went along with it.
1: Oh, so at that time when you were getting
0: baptized, I, you were
1: it, like, I already know what this is happening. So like you weren't doing when
0: it. I w- when I was blessing and passing the sacrament, I was doing it because it's what my mom and dad would want me to do and blah, 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 blah. I went along and I played the game because it made everybody else around me happy.
1: Damn.
0: I went to primary because we got to fucking, we got snacks and we got to sing songs like I, religion has never been a thing for me. Nothing never caught no, your eye. No, mm. even even when my sister, my my oldest sister, went on her mission to Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and did your brother go on a mission? No, my brother joined the army instead. Okay, uh, my my oldest sister is the only one out of the family that went on a mission, and she she was out there in Pennsylvania, and where she was in Pennsylvania, they had the Amish out there too. So she was on an LDS religion like a mile away from an Amish community. And I had constant interactions with them. Like she would write me back like stories and stuff like that about Thomas Amish communities and people that they talked to. And so at the age of, you know, eight, nine years old, I'm reading letters from my oldest sister who was on an LDS mission mm. telling me how similar the the principles are of the Amish religion and stuff like that, except for they're just more, you know, they're denying the technology and a little bit more strange about it. But other than that, it's basically the same thing. Kind of different denomination. Yeah. Okay. And and just kind of, and at the age of eight or nine and I, and I've got a buddy that lives down the street from me that's Catholic and I'm watching all these Kung Fu movies. So I'm watching all this fucking bullshit about, you know, Taoism and Buddhists and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And at the age of like nine or 10, like I'm watching all of these going, it's basically the same fucking thing. Like I, I never went into church. They go, oh, mighty Jesus, please save my soul. Oh, it was, I went to church because I had because that's what my family wanted me to. They wanted me to go to church. Wow. And I honestly think that most kids in most religions are that way, unless they're indoctrinated and get it pushed on them really quick at an early age. Because I know a lot of kids, like a lot of a lot of a lot of Jack Mormons, like what people would refer to my parents as. It's not like the super strict ones. A lot of Jack Mormon kids. I was like, okay, you got to come to church. Why? Because we got to fucking go to church. I got to go to church because mom wants to go to church. So you got to fucking go to church. Mm-hmm. So you go to church. And a lot of those kids don't become super religious until they're old enough, 12, 13, 14, to really buy into it on their own. Before that, they're just going through the motions because it's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, either you buy into it or you check the fuck out.
1: I just, it's just kills me on how different every family I've met here in Utah are. Just on how strict some of them are, how, it just kills me. I don't, like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how one family, even from the same religion, just focuses. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, the daughters need to do this and the sons are act this and it's like. Okay, And then this other family would be like, yeah, you know, we go to church and and, you know, our son, you know, has this. He's, you know, possibly this. We're like, "Okay," And everything's just so different. But then again, what if
0: everything was exactly the same? Well, I mean, I I had kids that I went to school with that lived like two blocks from me. Mm -hmm. That during the school week, we was cool. We was hanging out, playing at lunch and shit like that. Come Sunday, I couldn't even talk to them.
1: But did they go to church with you?
0: They went to the other ward but they it was sunday so it was dedicated purely to your family there was no phone calls there was no tv there was no video games you couldn't go play at your friend's house your friends could not go play with you you dedicated your day to the lord and that's it
1: how long was church four hours
0: uh yeah something like that like a three to four hour block but then as soon as church was over you went home yeah and the, you i couldn't call him hey man you want to come play football with me and the crew no nothing fucking nothing and then on monday back to like it was fucking nothing we could go over to the house and talk to them. But on fucking Sundays, lockdown, fucking nothing. So question,
1: how many kids right now are on lockdown?
0: I guarantee you there's a bunch of them. Today's Sunday. Uh, yeah, I guarantee I guarantee you there are some kids on lockdown. But I will gar—I will almost guarantee you that it's not from those kids that were raised on lockdown. Okay. So the kids, the kids that were raised on lockdown on every Sunday... Are either Jack Mormons or completely left for religion. Nine times out of ten, they're fucking gone. So all the, the ones the ones that are now on lockdown by their parents mm-hmm. are the ones whose parents were raised Jack Mormon and then bought in and went hard to make up for it.
1: That very end ticket where it's like, oh shit, I got to redeem everything. Yep. Oh god, when I
0: was a, I was a bad teenager. So now I got to punch my golden ticket and make it up to the Lord. So that means my kids have got to be fucking perfect too. Little fucking Stacy has got to have her perfect and everything's right. And she's got to know all her fucking hymnals and all their, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the ones that that convert, that go hard on their kids. See, I got lucky because my, my dad, my dad was raised LDS. My mom was a convert. My mom converted because of my dad. OK, so I, I had I had both sides of it. My dad was very about the church. My mom, every once I was like, it's, it's OK. Like my mom was part of the reason that I got away with leaving the church <laughs> because my mom was like, I understand. Like it's it, it's you're you're a good person and you have a good moral system and I'm not worried about you. You're not going to turn into some fucking crazy psycho. You just you don't want to go to church and you don't want to believe it. I get it. Yeah, it's, it's fine.
1: And it it's it's fine for anybody out yeah, there. Like It is. I mean, it's totally fine. Then just have, don't worry about it. As long as they know they're being a good person, just be a good person. Yeah. And it's like how we were talking about like a f- few episodes back or so. It's like, you're not expected to go out and do good deeds every single day. You know, even if you don't want to be that type of a person that go- does good deeds, cool. Nobody's obligating you to be this person that holds the door open once a week for somebody or anything. You know, if they never, ever, ever want to be any you kind never of... went
0: to Boy Scouts, did you? No. Yeah. That's what Boy Scouts is. What? Help the little old lady across the street open the door, carry the groceries to Well that yeah. Shit. That is that is the servitude indoctrination. Oh yeah. Yeah. Young women's, young men's, Boy Scouts. It's where all that shit is. Did you go to Boy Scouts? I did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I got kicked out of three different Boy Scouts. <laughs> I love how he just <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I did. <laughs> one of them because I was practicing my my, my knife throwing skills, and uh, I decided to practice them on one of the main water supply lines. Uh, the other one was because I hit a camp counselor in the back of the head with a can of Mountain Dew from about 20 yards out. For what? Well, here's the thing. Was he a tennis player? Yeah. <laughs> He might've been, he <laughs> might've been, he had chicken legs. He might've been, no, we went to camp Bartlett and uh camp Bartlett's a boy scout camp that you can do day or week trips. Um, I think we were supposed to be up there for a couple of days. Day one, we meet our, our camp counselor. Cause they, you know, it's fucking just picture any Jason Voorhees Friday the 13th movie. Da, 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 that's camp Bartlett, but it's all boy scouts. There's no sex. It's just boys. It's so just boys. Yeah. It's just boys. It's just scouts. So where's it at? Um, up in the Wasatch okay yeah i mean I, I would like to say there's no sex but i'm sure there probably still is <laughs> willing participants or not um but we met our camp counselor and he was like okay so you know just so you guys can figure out how this is gonna to go today like i'm gonna hide from you and if you can find me you get points ha! ha, ha it's a competition blah blah, blah 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 this whole fucking hokey bullshit this is that counselor that you yes get in the head? this is the counselor okay yeah. this is how he starts our day so as we're going through and we're going to different classes and archery and rope tying, and blah, 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 and this <laughs> and that, most of us are still, like, you keep an eye out from this. Like, okay. And me and a couple of my buddies decided to legitimately, like, we're all all right, fuck this class. I don't really care about fucking rock tumbling, so we're going to go look for this motherfucker. Now, every <laughs> camp counselor had found a different scout troop to tell, if you can find me, huh, huh, you know, you get some points, you win the f- fucking Okay, three.
1: so if your friend Jim had a different counselor?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if there was a different scout troop, they had a different counselor they were supposed to find. But how many people were assigned to each counselor, ish? Oh, like like a full scout troop. Okay. So yeah, like mine mine was just, was the scouts from my ward, so it was like 13 kids. Okay. So every every troop had a different counselor. Now me and of my buddy skip class and we go off and we're like, "All right, we're going to just I don't really believe these motherfuckers." So we find all of the camp counselors that had told this same bullshit to every fucking troop. If you can find me, you blah, blah, all of them across the road out of the camp at a little camp that they'd set up okay to hide from everybody okay so the three of us come across the road and i'm like oh okay like they're they're sneaking out i'm literally standing there like looking at this motherfucker like dude what the fuck man and they're like oh shit and so they start running they're like oh you know you didn't see us oh oh, oh." and they run off OK, I'm like, OK, all right, we're doing this. Cool. All right, cool. So we go back and we go to our next class. Now, as we're leaving the next class, they've got like a little trade shop where you can go in and you can stop and buy drinks and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And I stopped and I bought a Mountain Dew out of the fucking vending machine. <laughs> and I'm walking back to my camp. OK. And I see this motherfucker come running back across the road. Like trying to hide, like they're trying to bring stuff back from their campsite, so it so, looks like they weren't off off site. Yeah, and this motherfucker runs about ten yards in front of me, and I make eye contact with him and like "fuck you." And he's like, "I'm gonna tell your counselor," and starts running towards my camp. So I took two steps and threw this fucking <laughs> soda can like I was Brett fucking Favre. <laughs> In the back of his head, the can exploded. Sixteen stitches later, I got kicked out of Camp Barley. <laughs> I
1: I was I had a feeling it was gonna lead up into that, but when you first said <laughs> The story. I hit my counselor in the head with the, I, I, and then you said that they were hiding from you. I thought you okay, thought this I just read how, him like pow. No, 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 no. I thought maybe this is where you saw me. Like, oh, I see him. I, this is how I'm gonna show him. <laughs> this, this is how I'm gonna let him know that I, I
0: found you, bitch. Pow. Yeah. It was close. I, it would. It would have been just as funny.
1: Oh shit. Yeah, I never went to. God, I'm. Dude, I was sheltered, wasn't I? I was a, I was the only child for thirteen years.
0: Yeah, look, yeah, man. I was gonna say there's a difference. You were an only child for thirteen years. I was born into a house of four children older than me. Yeah, most of them pretty much grown fucking adults.
1: Yeah, hey, but we were both the baby for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then okay, so you were already a year older than me anyway. So by the time I was twelve, right before Chapa was born, you were already thirteen. That would be that you were in what sixth grade, seventh grade. And I would be in sixth grade and that was just, yeah, that's just when all my shit started happening in Kansas where I was just.
0: Well, see, and and my thing is, is everybody that I grew up in with in my neighborhood that I really hung out with, like I had the dudes that I played with at school and stuff like that, but all my homies that I hung out with Mm -hmm. were three to four years older than me. Okay. Shane, Justin, Jason, all the guys that I ran with were three to four years older than me. You
1: didn't run with anybody your age?
0: Not really. Like I I hung
1: out with them at school. When did you stop hanging out with kids your age?
0: Um, well, see, and that's the thing, like, like when we were at school, like the, the dudes that were like my close friends were already like, if I was in like fifth grade, they were in junior high, mm-hmm. By the time I got to junior high, they were in high school.
1: Okay. But you were still friends with them. Yeah.
0: But I was, cause they lived next door. Okay. You know, and shit like that. So, I mean, I hung out with the other dudes at school and shit like that. But then once I didn't really start hanging out with them, like when some of them moved away and stuff like that, the other guys, and I stopped hanging out with them, I was hanging out with the dudes. That I hung with at school and theater and shit. When I was doing all my shady shit at night, everybody I was running with then were four to five years older than me, too. Jesus.
1: So you, like, never hung out with anybody your age?
0: Not really. Like, anybody that I hung out with my age, it was totally superficial bullshit. Like, I hung out with them school, and then we'd go over there in their house, and I'd play video games and shit. And then I'd be like, all right, cool. I got a page. I got to bounce. Yeah. And I'd go jump in some random fucking car with some dude that's five years older than me who fucking throws me a nine, and we go do some shit. Hmm. So anybody that was my age that I was hanging out with was like, "Bro, like you don't have your driver's license yet." Was like, yeah, we well, don't have yours. I'm like, yeah, but I stole four cars yesterday. What the fuck do I need a driver's license for? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 I went to high school the same reason I went to church It's because of what my mom and dad wanted me to do. They wanted me to get them to go to fucking school. I didn't fucking care about school. Nah, I didn't give a shit about it. That was part of the reason I was in theater, because I could sign up for out of the eight classes I had to have in two days. I can make six of them theater fucking classes. What did I do during that? I built something and smoked weed and made phone calls and set up appointments for what the fuck I was going to do when school was over. And I bounced out and used that I had to stay late for theater as an excuse to go do some dirt. <laughs> Well, my teenage years were literally spent most of the time at school orchestrating a smokescreen for what I was going to do later on that I couldn't tell anybody in my family or my friends about. So how far along was that after you left the church? (laughs) Not long. (laughs) Not long. Very, very close to each other. Like within months. I left the church. I just was like, well, you know, let's see if God's going to favor me or not and go do some dumb shit. And the further into it I got, and then my grandma died, and I was like, Well, fuck you too, Jesus. You and your dad and the holy trifecta can fuck off behind me, cause y'all don't give a shit, cause the one thing that I was here for you took away from me, so you can all fuck off. And I went full balls out, see if I can get killed. And I smoke screened everything around that.
1: How old did your grandma passed away? 16. Mine was, I was 13 when she passed away, but I, you're, I'm sure you're way closer to your grandma than well, I was.
0: It's just one of those things. Like I saw, I saw her damn near every day. Yeah. Like my grandma's the one that introduced me into Kung Fu movies. Hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's, Your mom's mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's the only grandparent. She's the only grandparent I had. Oh, the so all one. the
1: rest of them yeah, were.
0: All the other ones that already passed before I was, before I was even around. She's the only grandparent I ever had, Yeah. yeah which is why it fucked me up. She was the only she was the one that I could go and talk to about anything. She was like, oh, yeah, like she it was she was a sweet little old lady. But I mean, she wore a kung fu suit and fucking gung fu shoes every day of her life that I didn't realize until after she had died and I had to clean out her closet. I was like, oh, my God, my grandma has 13 fucking sets of gung fu shoes and 13 different female gung fu outfits. I recognized them all from different movies we've watched. My grandma bought me my first knife and gave me my first machete. <laughs> yeah. Like that's my fucking sweet little old Alice Stofers grandmother. <laughs> hey, okay, so you say your mom's a tiny girl. My mom's three inches shorter than my son. My mom's like maybe five two, maybe.
1: Cause so she's right around. Say, my mom's
0: about as tall as Loki.
1: Okay, and then your dad. He's is he, are you who's taller, you or your dad? Me. How tall is he to you? Uh, Gabe
0: is taller than my dad. So he's not a tall dude. Well, not anymore. You I mean, see? my dad's 81. Okay. So he, he's shrunken a little bit. So is my mother. Okay. But I mean, when.
1: So how small was your grandma?
0: My grandma was tiny. My grandma was 5'2", five, 5'3", five, maybe 120 some odd pounds.
1: Mm.
0: L- little stick figure, bright white hair, big old fucking glasses, little skinny old blue haired lady in a gung fu suit and some gung fu shoes. That hummed everywhere. She went. Sieghing, seine, is that what you hum? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I always That's where that. I get it. That's where I got it from. 100% is from my grandma.
1: Yeah. Uh, what was her name?
0: Alice.
1: Alice. Nice. See, there you go. Tribute to Alice. Yeah. There you go. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, I didn't get to. I, I knew my grandma. Yeah. Like I knew who she was and everything. And then when we came down, my brother is the last Grandchild that was born on her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the last official grandchild and then he was born My mom was pregnant with him She died in November, in December and he was born in June So that however long that was but yeah, she was pregnant with him and <clears throat> Yeah, that was it. She only had the two of us so It was not really like, by the time I was starting to do stupid shit, she already had another little kid she had to worry yeah. about.
0: She was like, I ain't going to worry about yeah. him. He's he's, he's going to be an idiot. Well, see, and I think the other, I was on the other side of the spectrum is that my mom and dad had already dealt with four fucking kids. <laughs> I mean, like, my oldest sister, Elizabeth, is a fucking saint. Yeah. That, that, she, we've all knighted her. She's the saint. And then there's my brother who did all of his shit and joined the army and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And then there's my two sisters. And then six years later, there's me. Yeah. So I mean by that time, I mean, like I said, like we've like we discussed, by that time, my dad's forty when I come. So by that time my dad's like, oh for fuck's sake, just fucking don't kill anybody and don't burn the house down. Fucking whatever, dude. Like, but <laughs> at that point in time he's like I had already I came out the womb with a win, just like fucking just don't be Charles Manson. I'll be fucking fine with it. It's fucking fine. So
1: he was giving you a pass. You weren't all full sinned he was like cool you're you're
0: at, at that point in time like my my sisters were teenagers and screaming and yelling and fighting all the time about shit and fucking not wanting to go to fucking practice this and practice that and my brother had just come back from the army and decided he wanted to drink and do his shit and stuff like that so i just kind of cruised under the fucking radar like <laughs> I, i'm good I didn't, like i just never made a fuss about anything <laughs> and when i did start decided to start doing shitty shit mm-hmm. I made sure that none of it really got back to my family like I made sure there was a full separation that nobody that I assor- associated my dirt with had any ties to my family at all and then anybody that did meet my family was some superficial bullshit like oh. like granted like I mean like I used to have a couple of buddies that would come over and we'd sit in my house and smoke weed
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that was as bad as I got around my parents so you have your parents ever
1: walked in like my right mom up.
0: is straight taking a joint out of my hand. <laughs> and puffed it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> when I when I was, I God, I think it was 18. It was me and one of my buddies that I refuse to mention now and his girlfriend were sitting out in the backyard. Actually, we were sitting on the stairs that that are now the stairs outside of my room. Okay. We were sitting out there on, on those like middle of summer and just smoking a joint. And my mom walks around the corner. Like no bullshit. Like just walks around walks over and just looks at me michael this isn't going to work and snags the joint and walks the fuck off (laughs) now she waited until we had smoked half this joint okay so So i am already fucking tore back okay and my mom's like this isn't gonna work and doesn't say anything else and just fucking vanishes so i then spent the next 45 minutes going what what's what's not gonna work when it was it not gonna work? Like, is it, did I not pass it to her? Like, fucking, is my mom's donor? Like, what the fuck is, is she mad at me? I have no idea what the fuck's going.
1: So on. So you don't even know if she like took it and, and actually went and smoked. I don't like, know. There Be, is a theory it could have. happened. There's a theory that
0: it could have happened <laughs> because my mom steals some of my edibles and shit now. <laughs> so at eighteen, if my mom had gone, oh, he's got that good good out there. Because my what? mom, my mom was an ER clerk. At McKaidi Hospital for years. Oh, okay. So my mom knows exactly what weed smells like. Yep. So my mom could have been sitting in the house going, "Oh, all right, I'm gonna go take that." And just watched <laughs> like, "This isn't gonna work." You fucking grounded, and just and that's the thing. Like I didn't get grounded. Nothing. She just took the joint and left.
1: Yeah, that was the only
0: word. Yeah, that was it. Just this isn't gonna work. What? Wait, <laughs> wait what? Isn't gonna. Like, did I not invite you? Is that why it's not working? Or do you want to smoke, but you don't want to smoke with me? Cause that would be weird. Like, what is it? What part What's, of this is not gonna fucking work? Yeah. Yeah. Only discussion we ever had about it. I've asked her about it. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, you oh. like she won't even tell you no, that She, she won't even to talk to me about it. That that's why my prevailing theory is that she stole my joint. To smoke it. To smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> my mom at the age of like 17 to 18 just came out and jacked my joint in front of my homies was like, I'm out, and just walked the fuck off.
1: You can smoke with your homies, but you ain't never going to smoke uh, it. Yeah, no not normal. right.
0: Might come to my house, will fucking smoke me out. Fuck <laughs> you, I'm going to take your shit.
1: You know that that shit's happened. You, oh, I, I fucking, I be, dude, I'm
0: so, so, I, I, I would believe it. Here's the the funny thing. Out of most of the buddies that I ran with, like uh, uh, my crew, my parents are the my parents and one of the guys are the only ones who I haven't smoked with one of their parents. I have two buddies that I've smoked with both of their dads Mm -hmm. multiple times. Okay, And then my mom may have stolen the joint from me. And then the other one, we always like we we never got anywhere near them with weed. Like if we were at their house smoking it's because they were out of fucking town. And we knew they weren't gonna be back until like Monday night. It's the only time we even smoked weed anywhere near that fucking house. Whose house? My my buddy Ian's house. Oh, okay. Like, that was that was the party house, but only when we knew they were out of town. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I one of my buddies, we were all terrified of his dad. Terrified, just like 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 every time we saw him, we're like oh fuck, he's going to kill us. And at one point in time, I was literally hiding downstairs from him because my buddy was like, go over to the house, grab the pipe. And then come back and just meet me on my lunch. So I snuck into his house. I went through his bedroom window to get his pipe. And when I was getting his pipe, I hear the front door start to open. So I literally hid in his closet while his dad walked around the house because he had come home for lunch. So I'm hiding in his closet for a half hour, trying not to be found by his father that absolutely fucking terrifies me, who until this point I had never fucking met. So you don't even know what he looks like. I know what he looks like because oh, okay. I've seen him, but I've never spoken a word to him or introduced myself to him. Okay. So I'm now hiding in my friend's closet while he comes home for lunch and does his thing and then goes back to work. And when he goes back to work, I jump back out the window. I run out I of smoke, off with my, and I go and smoke with my homie. Flash forward about two years later, me and my homie are sitting in that same fucking exact bedroom playing fucking Champions and Norath, fucking smoking weed, and we're laying on his fucking waterbed, and I'm here, there's a pipe here, and there's a fucking him laying there. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there and we're passing the pack back and forth, fucking playing the video game and shit, stony as shit. The pipe is still smoking. There's pretty much a full bowl in it. When the door behind me opens and his dad is standing there, who I've still never really been introduced to, who I still am quite fearful of. Okay. And this dude walks right up to me, looks at me, goes, hi, and grabs the pipe, hits it, that's some good shit, and walks out of the room. That's the first time I ever really met this motherfucker. So I went from terrified to, did your dad just hit that? He's like, oh, yeah, we should probably pause the game and go smoke with him. What the fuck? We should, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then from, from then on, we go we go outside, we go out there, we sit sitting down in his front room, and the motherfucker's watching John Wayne movies. I'm like, shit, this is like smoking with my dad. Fuck this. Yeah, like, I'll still go swing by and see his dad every once in a while and on the case. And, like, I'd spend a couple a couple And years. still smoke with yeah, him? Yeah, but I used to, like, I'd just swing by. The house. Hey, man, hit this. I was like, what? I was like, fucking shut up and hit it. What are you, watching watching Gunsmoke? Alright, cool. I'm gonna watch this episode with you. I'm gonna bounce. Yeah. Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyone out there? Yes, I wish everyone would smoke a joint at least once in their life. If you don't want to, no pressure. Can't, can't force you. If your lungs can't handle it, then they've got alternatives, but, you know, we'll go with that. Um... Two G's in a mic podcast. What's up, guys? We're here
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I legitimately hijacked this whole fucking episode. No, man. We never actually introduced it. Yeah, so. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I never let you get to it. I just straight hijacked it from the get-go. I, 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 I loved it. I loved it because uh, I'm learning. I, I came in with a history lesson to teach today. That's why I had the glasses on.
1: <laughs> what, what, what else from this church? I, I, I was going to tell you. Okay, so one time when me... And my boy Tito, we were working at uh, Burger King up in Tremont. And I was done. I had like a little half joint, you know, still in the car and I was taking him home. And when I took him home, you know, we were smoking it and everything. And we was like, I, I remember it was a Thursday night because Ogden would be popping off and in, in, on the clubs, you know, even the Spanish clubs. And my mom went down there to go hang out like one of the first times she came down to Ogden. And when I was there, I mean, I, we lived with my aunt and my uncle. Mm-hmm. So when I pulled up to the house, I thought, okay, you know, everybody's asleep. I'm not going to have to worry about anything. I just got done smoking, dropped off my boy. And I know I probably stunk a little bit about it. You know, as soon as I pull up on the fucking house, bro, all the lights are still on. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. So I pull in and I get out and I go walking in. And as soon as I walk in, everybody, everybody's still awake. And my mom's right there. And I'm like, oh, like I'm, and I go walking in, and she's sitting like right here, and I'm like, fuck. know, as soon as I'm walking out, like, hi mom. She's like, hi. She's like, hey, come here. I was like, hold on, I gotta go to the bathroom. And then, like, I just ran to the bathroom because I was just, I needed to. I was trying to go find something to wash my hands, get the smell off, find <laughs> find some uh, clear eyes, put some fucking shit in. I was yeah. trying to do whatever I could. So I come back out, and as I'm standing there, I'm looking right at her. And she starts just telling me about her night, about how she went dancing, and she had so much fun here in Utah. And the whole time, I'm just staring at her, like high out my ass. And I'm just like, like I do not. I hope you cannot smell it. Like <laughs> I'm just in that whole trance of just like, oh my god, just please no, please no. <laughs> and she probably talked to me for about a good five, ten minutes. And then I was like, all right, mom. I was like, I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed. I got to school tomorrow. She's like, okay. And I go upstairs. And my cousin, I lived upstairs with my cousin. We shared a room. He decides to show me this movie. Mind you, I hadn't told him that I was stoned yet. Mm. I just walked up and he's like, dude, I got to show you this movie. And he puts on this movie. And I'm like trying to focus. I'm like high as shit it was army of darkness oh yeah and i was like oh my god and after it started getting into this whole scene the fucking army coming out and you know, the skeleton screaming was like i was just laughing i couldn't even control my laughter and my cousin father's like dude are you all right i'm like dude i'm stoned out my ass and he's just like are you serious and yeah at that time i was like that was like the only time that i ever thought that my mom may have thought that I smoked weed She's, she tells me right now that there's all kinds of times I came home and she could smell it on me like,
0: oh yeah like, uh, Well, I, I think for a little bit in our teenage years we just convince ourselves we're, that we're that slick yeah and then no like my mom worked in the fucking ER from the time I was born until I was about 17 there's not a chance in hell that I ever came back from driving around for two and a half hours in a full car of fucking weed smoke that I just walked past my mom and she wasn't like <laughs> god damn damn, he smells like weed. <laughs> now, I convinced myself that I was slick as shit. like, nah, spray up. I'll be fine. No fucking worries. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And my mom was like, mm, you high as shit. I fucking know it. Now, there, there was times when I knew that my mom knew I was high because she was fucking with me. Because my mom had to be to work at 6 a.m., so she would be, usually be about 4 or 4.30. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of times I came rolling in high as shit on like acid or ecstasy, and my Fucking sneaky-ass, short little fucking mom would pop out of the goddamn shadow. Because you, you pull into my house in that driveway, and there's that back door that's right there, right? Mm-hmm. Our refrigerator sits right there. Like, you open that door, boom, there's a refrigerator. So my mom would wait until I got out the car and started to come in. And as soon as that door opened all the way, the fucking refrigerator would pop open. And my mom would be standing behind the door going, hey, Michael, how are you? Coming in a little late, aren't you? So my mom is in complete darkness, and then suddenly, like, there's this flashlight of light from the fucking fridge onto my mom's face, just going, hi, as I'm (laughs) frying my nuts off, she would fucking Zordon face me at four in the fucking morning when I'm tripping balls. Like, hi, I'm on my way to work. You going to be okay? I'm fine, Mom. It's going to go to bed. Okay, I love you, Michael. And then just let me wander my way to the bedroom going, what the fuck? Oh, yeah,
1: shit. I, I I have a feeling my mom knew I was drunk more times
0: than I was high though. Oh yeah, because I just, dude, I was. Well, that's the thing is, is everybody thinks they can hide when they're drunk. You can't hide when you're drunk. You can't hide anything when you're drunk because you think you're perfectly fucking fine. Every drunk person is convinced that they are fine and they're sober and you can't tell. When they're leaning the thirty five degrees, of the side go, No, it's fine. i fi- I haven't had anything to drink at all. I'm, I don't know no. I, what? No. <laughs> but in your head, you're like, no, I'm good. What's up? Yeah. Then, no, I'm fine. I've, I haven't even had I I haven't, I, what's a beer? I haven't had, I didn't, I mean, we went over to the barbecue, but I didn't, I didn't have anything to have the drink. I've been drinking Kool-Aid all night. And basically what you're doing is going, <laughs> <laughs> <It's a> barbecue, <laughs> beer,
1: <laughs> is what actually comes out of your mouth. And then they're asking you like, why are you leaning against the,
0: well, I'm just tired, just tired. Yeah, it's so like, you know, no, it's, it's, it's hot. Took what? a lot of my energies. Yeah, you're like, it's, it's, it's hot and the wall's cold. Bro, it's the middle of December. Yeah, I know. It's fucking hot for December. It's 34 degrees. I know. It's usually only like 19. Fucking this morning. A like big coat. and I'm going to go to bed now. Yeah, no. Totally. He's sober. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I say we have fun with it, man. Just... Drunk people can't lie because they're too busy lying to themselves. <laughs> too busy convincing yourself, I'm good, I got this, to have enough energy to lie convincingly to anybody fucking else.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But they are truthful. They are
0: truthful. (laughs) To the, yep, yep,
1: yep. Oh shit. So real quick, I wanna send a shout out to all the sponsors out there. Anchor FM, check us out on there. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything that goes through Anchor FM, check us out. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Uh, we'll take your stuff and see. But yes, check us out on the Anchor FM. We'll take your stuff and see. Yes. See. My,
0: see. my fucked up brain was, you take the good, you take the bad. <laughs>
1: uh, Lane Vision Network. Uh, always helping us with our produce needs. Anything. Uh, check them out. Facebook, Instagram. Gorilla Depot. Also, check out them for your t-shirt needs. I'm going to be hitting them up here. Uh,
0: he's kind of
1: been on a run there for a second
0: i am a fucking busy as shit also you know if there's any other songs you'd like to hear me do with bane or something like that um yeah make a request okay
1: maybe not today but cruel summer has been coming
0: up there so just be ready (laughs) wait really yes (laughs) cruel summer and not the new version (laughs) Well, it's not like I do I do a macapella anyway, so it's not like I fucking have the music behind me. Although that new version is fucking dope.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Frankie's Tattoo Parlor. Check them out. Clearfield State Street, 360 South State. 801-773-7651. Seven great artists out there always doing all kinds of stuff. Closed Mondays, but check them out. Hit them what up. What kind of
0: bullshit is that? Hmm. I type in Cruel Summer and it brings up, I pull, I type in Cruel Summer lyrics and what comes up? Fucking Taylor Swift, not Bananarama, fucking Taylor Swift.
1: Oh. Is it not the same? Bitch. Is it not the same
0: song? Like, did she remake it? Maybe she did, but I don't fucking know. But you know, it's legitimately Cruel Summer, song by Taylor Swift. No. No. Who? Fuck you, Taylor Swift. Who gives a fuck? You didn't do it. And your version sucks because you know why? Because they didn't use it in fucking karate kids, so obviously it's not that good. So fuck off.
1: So yeah, check them out in Clearfield, Utah. <laughs> tattoo art tattoo artist. <laughs> Jeff Ronacos T V, check them out and always have fun with the videos. So but yeah, we're here today, July twenty fifth, day after Pie and Beer Day.
0: Pie and beer day. Oh, it's a cruel, cruel summer. Leaving me here on my own. It's a cruel, cruel summer. Now you're gone. That's all I'm going to give you, a little taste. (laughs) (laughs) Killing it, bro. Killing Killing it. it. Killing it. Oh, and if you haven't watched it, fucking go watch He-Man.
1: The Masters of the Universe yes. Revelations. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. I will touch base with that real quick. But um, for the ones that do out there, dude, there are OK. There are a lot more people than I thought that are starting to hit me. up. Like, hey, the podcast. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll. I'll one, I want to give a shout out to your boy. Apparently, like I was at Target the other day and I had some figures in my hand. And I know that sometimes, you know, all you guys that watch it on the on YouTube, you guys see that we have figures here. Obviously, we never really touch base with them or anything. They're just kind of for show. But he told, I, I, I didn't even know this guy. Like I just walked up and just started scanning. And the dude walked up to me, employee from Target. And he's like, hey, you're going to use those on the next podcast? And I just looked up like, whoa, what the... Come to find out, homeboy, my homeboy Mike here is a homeboy Veg, yeah. you said. So I want to give a shout out to Veg there, man. It's great. So yes, I know you don't see him today, but yes, those figures that you did see me holding that day, we did use those ones today. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, there you go, Veg. Have, have, you, have you had Thank other
0: people you. hitting you up?
1: Yeah. Just all kinds of people. Say, hey, when's the new episode? And hey, you, I, you, I heard your podcast. Like, really? You, whoa. Okay. See, so
0: yeah. yeah, like I've, I've, well, I got the story about Veg and then fucking... Uh, Colby, is the other yeah. one. Yeah, and yeah. on on Snapchat. But other than that, dude, like I, Orly's gonna start listening. To oh yeah, that? yeah. Or Orly out of you. Actually, that'll be funny because there'll be some stories on there that if Orly hears, me, like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> 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 he was a witness. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I remember that shit. Oh, yeah. Because or, Orly worked at the club the same time that me and B did. Mm. So he'll he'll know some of those stories that that are me and B. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, thank you, everyone out there. This is fun. This is fun for me. It's fun for you. I, I love it, bro. I love the fact that our state is very dead on a Sunday. If
0: I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't fucking be here. <laughs> Still be a home high playing fucking Call of Duty. Yes. Wait, wait. The German Kaiser. Look, all I saw was, so they, so they went full barbecue Becky. <laughs> what the fuck? Welcome to another euphemism or to describe white people being shitty. Okay, hold on. Ah, y'all I a fucking story time now, because I'm interested in this. Uh, if some bleached bastard, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. If some bleached bastard, so much as imagined a black man, so much as imagined a black man raped a low melanin woman, his life would be at risk. And not just for lynching, it's the not too old days black men could be sentenced to death by the state for, for sorry. For sexually assaulting sunscreen slatherers, <laughs> goddamn white people. <laughs> the Scottsboro Boys were nine black teenagers, ranging in age from thirteen to nineteen, in nineteen thirty-one Alabama. They were falsely accused of raping two wonderbread women on a train. <laughs> goddamn wonderbread bitches! <laughs> oh, these are good. A racially mixed group of people was riding the rails on the train traveling through Tennessee. Some boys with a high degree of <laughs> caucasity tried to push a black boy from the train, proclaiming the car for the cauliflower crowd only. <laughs> he's, he's good. He, he's good. <laughs> Who, James? Yeah. I, I like his names for white people. I'm still in some of these. <laughs> he and several other black teens fought back, and the lads with the lotion-like skin ended up jumping from the train. And then the toilet paper teens had a sad, uh, had a sad cause embarrassed. So they went, wait, and then the toilet paper teens had a sad cause embarrassed. Okay. That's a weird sentence. Uh, so they went full barbecue Becky and called the cops saying they were assaulted by the black boys. The sheriff got a posse together and to stopped the train in paint rock, Alabama and arrested the black teens. The two young myosapien maidens on the train said the black teens had raped them. Wow, myosapien, he's going hard. <laughs> they were uh, There was no sign of medical evidence of rape. The two women were suspected prostitutes, and it surmised they had made false accusations to deflect attention away from them, breaking the law by crossing state lines for immoral purposes. Considering the time and location, they probably hated black people, too. There was an attempt to lynch mob because, of course, because the case was heard in Scottsboro, Alabama. And in three rush trials with shit legal representation, eight of the nine boys were found guilty and sentenced to death.
1: Damn.
0: Wow. Communist Party USA and the NAACP got involved and launched appeals during which one of the women recanted, saying none of the boys had touched either of them, but the cases weren't thrown out. Appeals dragged on for years, the end result was that none of them were put to death, but several were still found guilty in 1937 and received prison sentences ranging from 75 to 105 years, although they were all paroled within a decade. On July 24, 1937, the four remaining Scottsboro boys who had spent six years on death row had the charges against them dropped. The cases are commonly cited as a prime example of a miscarriage of justice against black people in the United States. So calm your mayo sapien asses down you white pieces of shit <laughs>